Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The history of video games is littered by incredible titles let down by one horrendous feature that just slips through the cracks. But what about the flip side? What about awful games that have a diamond in the rough? Now it's never easy to recommend an otherwise bad game on one decent gameplay mechanic. It can never be harmful to play a bad game for an hour or two to see what could have been and hope said mechanic shows up in a better game. And with that being said, I'm Ben Roy from WhatCulture.com and this is 9 terrible video games with one incredible mechanic. Number 9. The Flying Anthem. Someone over at EA clearly watched too many Marvel movies and decided that Bioware needed to make a pseudo Iron Man game. And for a long while leading up to this game's launch, this was the thing that Anthem showed off. The idea of a massive RPG with friends is one thing, but with this increased mobility it seemed like anything was possible. With the combat being fun and fresh and something we've not seen before, well unfortunately not. As the flying was pretty much neutered from the get-go, this was one of the main aspects Bioware was showing off and it was limited incredibly thanks to some rudimentary overheating system, meaning that if there wasn't a waterfall or a puddle nearby, you had to walk. Now this wasn't Anthem's only issue, but it was surely the best thing about it, and made most drop this game sooner. Number 8. Remember Me. Memory Remixing. In this one, the player is able to use their memory remixing power to alter people's memories in order to affect their behavior for their own benefit. This involves the player working through several minigame sequences throughout the game, where they reenact memories and make pivotal changes to basically rewrite their mental history. Sure, it is creepy, but it's something memorable from this game at least. As Remember Me was an ambitious failure, outside of these remix sequences, it had disappointing clunky by-the-numbers combat, a messy story, and oddly uninteresting locales. Which really made you want to forget this one. It's as if Don't Nod, the very same minds behind Life is Strange, came up with their hook and then threw everything else at the wall and see if it would stick. As innovative as the memory tinkering is, this game was a real chore to play through. Number 7. A realistic inventory system. Alone in the Dark. The 2008 Alone in the Dark reboot had one of the most intriguing inventory systems out there. Well, in the case of recent-ish survival horror games anyway. Rather than opening up a backpack with a grid-like system and pause in the game, giving the player ample time to figure things out, protagonist Edward Carnaby simply looks down into his jacket, giving us a bird's eye view of everything in his linen pockets. But the stinger here was, the game didn't pause while he was doing this, so it required the player to work fast, which is something that really adds to the survival horror genre. Though the game was in many ways brave trying to change up the genre, Alone in the Dark was ultimately a slog to get through, married by an abundance of glitches and a forgettable plot, as well as some of 
the worst driving mechanics in video games. This package just fell flat. It tried to reinvent the series in a gritty fashion, but that just doesn't work if the game's a mess, and this became a really hard sell. Atari did release an improved version for PS3 several months later, but sadly the damage was already done, and most players just didn't care anymore. Number 6. Body Part Detachment Never Dead True to its title, Never Dead's single most memorable and well-executed mechanic is that the demon hunter protagonist Bryce can survive pretty much anything, with various limbs being removed all the time. Losing his head is just a minor inconvenience, at which point the player can just roll around the map and pick up the leftover body parts to reform and get back up to their feet. And this gimmick is sadly the only fun you're going to have in this game. Thanks to its lame controls, boring environments and non-eventful plot, even the dismemberment itself can be rendered awkward and fiddly at times, thanks to frequently janky physics making it hard to get back together. This one's probably best remembered as a cult classic. It was promisingly bonkers but for the most part failed to hit the mark. Number 5. Time Travel with a Twist Blades of Time Konami's 2012 hack and slash title offered up a terrific entertaining mechanic called Time Rewind, which allowed the player to turn back time and create a clone of themselves that copies the actions the player just carried out. Furthermore, this can be repeated numerous times, effectively building a clone army to solve puzzles, battle enemies, or even escape tough situations. Though of course there's got to be some repercussions to this, as the rewind time ability restores your enemy's health. So there's a sense of balance to it. As inspiring as this mechanic is, the rest of Blaze of Time is pretty shambolic. Touting a woefully nothing story, ropey controls, an abundance of bugs, and some infuriating difficulty spikes. Number 4. The Dialogue System Alpha Protocol the dialogue system here made an admiral attempt at blurring the lines between good and evil by having the player pick from three modes of conversation throughout the game, which weren't merely labelled as hero, evil and rogue. Instead, the player must choose between aggression, compassion and professionalism, with conversations throughout the game requiring a mix of all of these to ensure the greatest of success. It's a surprisingly deep and powerful system, which honestly belongs in a much better game. Though the PC version of this one was better received than consoles, Alpha Protocol is still a Mass Effect wannabe without the budget, the charm or the integrity. And it wasn't even a good looking title back in 2010 and of course was filled with a bunch of glitches. The gunplay and cover system felt budget compared to Gears of War and the AI was laughable. This all added up to be a hugely disappointing effort from Obsidian. Number 3. Word Recognition Scribblenauts the fantastic hook to this game was the player had the ability to conjure up any object they could think of just by writing it down on a Nintendo DS touchscreen, which aside from some adult rated desires, can deliver pretty much anything you ask for on screen, and led to a successful series of titles in the following years. But outside of this core system that was the selling point, it was an infuriating game to play, and like many of these games on this list, the main culprit was the control system, which was even disliked by the people that loved this one. Players are forced to use the imprecise touchscreen to guide Maxwell around, which makes a chore out of performing even the basic of movements. And like several other games on this list, the game was really ambitious but fell flat in some basic areas. Thankfully the sequel Super Scribblenauts made up for this. Number 2. The GoldenEye GoldenEye Rogue Agent After the N64 game, the James Bond franchise was pigeonholed into being a shooter, all the way until the license was dropped by both EA and Activision. And between the Brosnan and Craig Bond, EA made a desperate attempt at cashing in on the GoldenEye name. After James Bond dies and you lose your eye, you get a GoldenEye replacement. It allows the player to see through walls, create a protective shield, it's got hack abilities and a magnetic field, which was basically the force. So maybe Christopher Lee was channeling 
learn a bit too much Count Dooku when reprising his role as Scaramanga. Sadly, this game was a bit of a mess from the get-go. In theory, it had some cool concepts but didn't play well and was just like a kid bashing Bond figures together in the worst way. Dr. No versus Goldfinger should have been awesome, especially with all the other characters brought in. But not including Bond was a weird one and it just felt like EA trying to capitalize on the Bond name and that N64 game we all know and loved. Number 1. The Visual Style Kane and Lynch 2 Dog Days Making a sequel to Kane and Lynch was a bold move by IO Interactive. The first game wasn't really well received and even caused a bunch of controversy across the internet back when that wasn't really an hourly occurrence. But it seemed like IO Interactive really made an effort with this one and the revamped visual style at least helped this one stand out for a little while. Censoring the violence and some other extreme imagery was really more effective than just showing it. None more so prevalent than when Kane and Lynch had both been horribly cut up and then escaped their captors, running naked through the street covered in blood. Yes, this game goes places, and even censoring an exploding headshot worked wonders. What didn't work wonders was, well, everything else. After the shock factor wears off, this game becomes just a ropey cover shooter. Both characters are ramped up to 11 for the entire game, and it just becomes normal. You become desensitized to it all after a while, and some players even got motion sickness thanks to the camera shake. If Kane and or Lynch ever do return in a meaningful way, IO Interactive should try this out style once more as it was the most memorable thing of the entire franchise, but maybe toned down the game in some other aspects. The game was left open for a sequel, and with IO Interactive being independent now, I'd be interested in seeing a third one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.